Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, a platform dedicated to industry professionals all around the world. You are bold, brave, you dare greatly, you innovate, you collaborate, and you are solving problems each and every day. You are pushing the envelope. That's why we celebrate you on this wonderful podcast, the number one industrial-related podcast in the universe. It's beyond galaxy, Chris. <laughs> goes universe. Anyway, and we are broadcasting on-site, Hexagon Live. It is a bucket list thing that you need to put on uh, an event that you need to put on your calendar. It's a five hard hat. I, I, just, I, can't say, I can't say it enough. It's absolutely a wonderful event. Put that on your calendar. You will not be disappointed. As you can tell by that voice, Chris Walcott is in the house. Progressive is the company. Let's get cracking. Hey, Chris, are you having a good conference? Oh, it's been a brilliant week. Yes, absolutely. Loads of people here, lots of interesting conversations. It really is. They do a great job. I I have to say that Hexagon does a great job with presentations. Yep. The movement. I don't know how they do that. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. It's very impressive, and I think also the venue's great as well here, and being in Vegas. But come on, are you walking miles and miles and miles if you had a little step counter? you walking miles? Absolutely. The venue is massive, and getting from massive. one end to the other, um, it takes a bit of time. But you're right, I'm keeping my steps up, so that's a positive thing. <laughs> and, and every time I turn a corner, it's like, okay, i got to turn this corner, and then you just look down this hallway, and you're going, oh, i got to go to 419, and I'm in 100. Oh, <laughs> exactly. No, you're absolutely right. It's one end to the other. It's, it's a massive venue, but um, I, I guess you needed those. This, this number of people here for the mm. week need to have the space. Yeah, there was like, well, 3,500 plus? Yep. Yep. Or from yep. around the world? Yep. Indeed. Indeed. Descending upon Las Vegas? No, it was, it was, I got to tell you, man, it's been an impressive sight to behold. No, it has been. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's great coming here, and I would say also it's a, it's a fun place to come as well. Vegas is uh, lots to do outside uh, after the conference in the evening, so yeah. There is. Have you walked around? Absolutely. I've been up and down the strip a million times, it feels like, at the moment. And uh, um, yesterday nipped over to uh, Hell's Kitchen, which was, really? um, which was on my bucket list, so that was a bit of fun as well. So, yeah. Gordon Ramsay, come on. Right. I know. I'm in, I'm in the U.S. I'm from the U.K. I'm going to a, a British chef. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like me going to, because we're right outside of New Orleans, me going to a Cajun restaurant. It's like, oh, come on. I know. but it's, And was it good? It was very good. And it's, everything's just bigger than life here in Vegas. It's all different. It really is. Did you see the uh, Bellagio fountain? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the volcano. And, oh, dear. How yes. that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they need maintenance on that. <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> but talk about pigeonholing you. You're not going to, it's like, hey, I'm working on the Bellagio fountains and they, they swirl around and they fire it out and they got the compressor, whatever, however they do it, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you're never leaving. No, indeed. Because there's nobody else does it. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a full on week and there's so much to do here. And um, yeah, you just walk down the strip and it's, it's like you're in a different universe. You are God. They, they, they do it. They do it real well. All right. For the listeners, give us a background, Chris, on who you are. 
Yeah, I'm Chris Walcott. I'm the CEO of uh, Progressive. Um, we're based out the UK, um, but we work very internationally. Um, we're, our core focus is on um, oil and gas and pushing out into the wider energy sector. Um, so we tend to get uh, quite a lot of exciting trips to interesting locations around the globe, so both in North America, um, but we also do a lot of work in Africa, um, Middle East, and, and Europe as well. When you say you're venturing beyond, I, I've got the oil and gas from an energy perspective. What, what other areas, what other verticals are you trying to sort of look into or, or well, I guess tap the key, into? Yeah, I guess our key expertise is um, focusing on organizations where keeping your equipment running is critical to your business. Absolutely critical. And that, that's oil and gas. You, know, you need to keep pumping the oil to... to you don't want shutdowns. Exactly, you, exactly. You don't want it in that. And there are many other sectors like that. So, for instance, we're pushing the boundaries out into uh, new technologies, um, you know, really focusing on the, um, you know, the new targets around renewables and ESG and environmental social governance. governance um, yeah. So we're pushing out into working with companies on carbon capture. So like the reverse of an oil and gas company where they are, you know, taking the CO2 and then pumping it down the pipes and back into depleted uh, fields. Um, we're also working with companies in hydrogen production, um, power distribution. So pushing out, but really the core focus is think organizations where it's critical to keep operating. Because you're an international company, do you see there's, the, there's that reliability culture, right? Mm -hmm. that, and that philosophy and that passion to educate from a reliability perspective now, there's the technology and all of that good stuff and being able to track those assets. Other parts of the world, when you start talking about Africa, are they, where are they at with their reliability knowledge and what, what are they doing? What, what, tell us about that. No, sure. And I would say Africa, it's, you know, everywhere has its own unique challenges. Yeah. And Africa is a, a great place to work because you know, the culture's fun when you go there, you get to meet interesting people, but it has its own unique challenges. And those challenges can be things like the remoteness of some of the locations yes. you have to work in. And what you can't do, if you have a, an outage, you need a part or something, you, you can't pick up the phone and get the guy to drive down the road to deliver oh, it to you. Oh, that is such a great point. Yeah. So, so it's even more critical there to actually keep your equipment working, make sure you have those spares, those parts, all those sorts of things available, the ones which maybe there's a longer lead time because of the remoteness of the location. Um, and that can be compounded by other things. So, you know, um, things like, um, you know, data connectivity. You know, if you're yeah. in, um, you know, if you're in the, the somewhere which is very arid, somewhere very dry, a desert yeah. or, uh, um, or, or, or jungle, something like that, in the bush, um, you know, there are technical issues around um, keeping things in good condition um, and, you know, being able to report back via a satellite link, for example. Because you're bringing up some really interesting points and in, in, it, it, your conversation your conversations associated with these these organizations that are in these remote areas are are significantly different in a sense that when you look at an organization in the operations you have to consider all of that absolutely absolutely as opposed to some place in the united states which might be just a little bit different yeah 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 no and i think um and, and the people there recognize the challenges and um um, you know, they, they want to have them addressed, um, but they are different, and you're absolutely right. You, 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 it's that remoteness, and, but, but there are ways in which you can help, and um, 
using modern technology. You know, for instance, um, we now travel some some locations with um, a Starlink with us. See, I was just going to ask you about that because that gives you that connectivity, but. Absolutely. And, it, you know, it's, uh, it's now pushing out into Africa. So if you look at Starlink, you can see it's uh, initially focused on the North America, South America, Europe. Now it's pushed down. For instance, Nigeria now is covered by Starlink. So, you, can, you know, we've got a little backpack. You put the Starlink in it. You go to your location. As long as you've got power, you, you can get really fantastic data connection. Really? It's a real game changer. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> see, just, that just blows my mind. <laughs> See, you can get you can get uh, uh, internet access from remote areas, but don't do that here in the uh, conference area. <laughs> yes, yes. No, <laughs> oh no. As I whine and complain about the quality. <laughs> All right. So you're in you're in Africa. You, you've got some uh, Middle East uh, and of course South Africa, right? Did you say that? Or uh, predominantly, I work in Africa. Predominantly, North Africa and West Africa. We do work in other locations, but... Uh, so you, you approach, you're working this international, the platform, the EAM platform, mm -hmm. right? And you deploy that platform. Mm -hmm. um, is there a, a sort of a, a, a sort of a usability value? I mean, is it, I, I, as I see these internationals, there's a learning curve that has to happen, right? There is. And, you know, you have to take, you have to work with the, the, the client and take them on that journey. Um, and, you know, our systems center around the EAM platform. Yeah. But what we've done over the last, oh gosh, 12, 13 years is developed a series of specific frameworks for the energy sector. Yeah. Um, and also with um, components which address local requirements as well. So, for instance, if mm. you're in, if you're in, if you're in um, the Middle East, That's you've got, you know, very different tax regimes and and handling that, those sorts of things yeah. are very different. Um, and, but it's a way of accelerating the deployment, you know. So rather than starting with a blank sheet of paper, uh, we go in with our industry expertise, we go in with our frameworks, we plug the things together, and it means you can deploy quickly. And it gives the client, the customer, real confidence because they know it's a proven solution. It's not just a theoretical uh, solution. See, that's interesting. So when you break into another country, let's just say you're, you've got these frameworks that are all sort of country-centric. Uh, when you break into another country, you have to do the same thing. You have to understand all of that other framework that's specific to that country. Absolutely. And I, I think we've got to a stage now, though, where we've worked in so many different countries that uh, we have the majority of it covered off. Uh, so what we expect is, you know, we... we, we, we when we're presenting to people, we, we have a, a pyramid, and you know that bottom 60% is the core product, the hexagon products. Um, then on top of that, we have that 30%, which we say is our framework. It's got all the things we've learned over the years in yeah. it. And you've got that little tip of the triangle, that 10% on top is the specific for that client. Right. Wow. Um, so, um, and it, it works well. And you know, in the old days, we would have spent you know, hundreds and hundreds of days doing things, which now we do in, I don't know, 50 days. So it, it's very efficient. See, it's a win-win. Like yeah, no, that, that makes sense, and it, it, it's definitely a value proposition that is necessary. Um, you're here at Hexagon. You were probably a part of the old Infor. Yep, yep. Tell me about that, um, sort of that change within your organization. How do you feel about all that? Well, I, I guess initially, like everyone, when you first hear the news at the, um, of the acquisition, yeah. you, 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 you're a little bit nervous. Um, but for us, and 
maybe more for us than anyone else, because of our alignment to you know, uh, the vertical of oil and gas, it's just a perfect fit for us because HEX can have massive presence in the, the vertical. Yeah. That's where we, our focus is. And you know, what we're, we're really seeing as value for us and our customers is p- expanding our offering to include other Hexagon products, which they use. That's big. That's a big deal. So with that said, what products are you seeing when you come here? What products are you seeing that, that, can, that adds to you? Oh, the, there are just loads of them here. It's just amazing. And um, you know, for us, it's things like um, products like J5 and SDX and Ecosys, all these things together. You know, not, not every system is for every customer, that's for sure. But th- these are systems used widely across the oil and gas business. So um, you know, what we've certainly discovered is we, we have customers, um, and Hexagon has the same customers. So you know, you get that cross-fertilization of knowledge sharing. It would be an easy conversation to go, uh, you know, Acme Oil and Gas, and your Mm -hmm. system is deployed there, the EAM system that you deployed, and then just say, hey, did you know what? Check this out, this J5, man. This J5, you've been dealing with this problem, but here's J5. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're doing, um, so so I'm doing a lot of traveling at the moment. So um, obviously in Vegas this week. Yep. Great. Um, on the weekend, I fly over to uh, Lagos in Nigeria, and then for a week, um, very different, but a real fast-moving city, that's for sure. Like Lagos, it moves at a million miles an hour. Um, and then the week after, I'm in Aberdeen, so um, in Scotland and oh, yeah. the north of the UK. I had a UK. terminal in Aberdeen. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, we're, we're doing an event with Hexagon, with the ALI group. See, do you need an administrative assistant? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, I can type mad. <laughs> Because that's just that's just the travel. It's just exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like getting out there. I like meeting our customers and talking to people. It's, uh, Isn't that great? And then you get to see and, or talk to them about what, yeah, what challenges or or learn from them. It's yep. like, hey, we took this and we did this, and you go, wow. Yeah, I, I didn't often, think about that. I often think you know our job's a bit like running a cooperative because in reality we're sharing our experience. We're sharing experience where which we've gained with other people, other customers, and. You know, you share that knowledge. It's, yeah, it's good fun. So here at Hexagon, what, what, what is the solution that excites you the most and why? To be honest, I don't think there's a single solution. I think the strength is the breadth of the solutions. I, I think that's the key thing. I think they, they, you know, whether you're looking at J5 or SDX, etc., they all serve a really good purpose. They're, they're proven. Um, I think for us, a key development now is the, um, the investment Hexagon's making in in, in really integrating these products tightly together to make them a single seamless solution for the customers. I think that's the key thing which is ongoing at the moment and I think that really adds a lot of value. It's an exciting time. I, I got to tell you, man, I wish I was younger or I wish I was your uh, administrative <laughs> I think, assistant. I think we all wish we were younger. <laughs> because this, we're just at a tip of the iceberg here. We're just... We're, we're, it, but the velocity of all of this is just blistering it's just something about that it's like i i am trying to just hold on as long as you can yeah yeah no it's it, it is absolutely moving super fast and i know we, we've all heard you know everyone talks about ai and this sort of stuff yeah yeah and drones and but this is it's not the future this is happening now you exactly. know you know you know we go to people um you know we work with companies who do inspections of uh, wind turbines you know yep. hundreds of feet high yeah. you know getting up a ladder that's difficult it's dangerous it's time consuming sending a drone up is is super efficient 
um, you know, using AI to analyse the data. It can do it quicker, faster and better than a human. And it allows you to get your guys focusing on the things they need to focus on. See, and I think that story that. needs to be told more and more. I think it needs to be amplified. Yeah. Because, you know, people have a, a natural resistance to the technology in general and the, and the innovation because they'll naturally go to, what does that mean to me? What does that mean to this? What does mean? And, and sort of go into that negative route. And, and I just, we just need to be, we need to amplify the positive component and, and you're going to do something bigger, better, greater, whatever it is that's more focused. You don't have to sit there and dig a ditch. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a competitive world. If you don't grab the opportunities as an organization, see? someone else will. Yeah, see? So why not? Yep. You have to at least begin to learn, yep. at least to talk or collaborate with people like you and others to just ask questions, bounce it off, what that's all about. I think it's so vital. How do people get a hold of you? If they say, hey, I want to talk to Chris because he's pretty cool and he travels all over the world and he's head- looking for an administrative assistant. Absolutely. <laughs> if you head over to progressive-tsl.com, you'll be able to find lots of information about us and our customers. What does TSL mean? Technology Solutions Limited. Well, there you go. Because I just kept on saying progressive. Now, progressive is a car insurance company, but this <laughs> it is, is it TSL is. here. Oh, uh, we're much more important. <laughs> much more important. Well, you're absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you for your time, Scott. All right, listeners, we're going to have all the contact information for Chris out on Industrial Talk. So if you're not, you know where to go. That's industrialtalk.com. We're going to wrap it up on the other side. So stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right, that was Chris. Chris Walcott, Progressive is the company. Here's the deal. Reliability is global. And he definitely touched on a number of really big-time challenges with critical assets that have to run. But they could be out in the middle of nowhere. What do you do? How do you manage those assets? What an interesting time. I really enjoyed that conversation, and he flipped over some really interesting points on keeping those assets running, and uh, love what they're doing, love what they're doing. All right, that was Hexagon Live. We were on site. And again, uh, you need to put that on your calendar for next year. Excellent, excellent event, incredible innovation. They were talking about innovation and, and how that is changing industry each and every day. All right. Go out to Industrial Talk, get all the contact information for Chris. Be bold, be brave, Derek Greatly. Hang out with Chris, change the world. We're going to have another great conversation coming from this event shortly, so stay tuned.